Hello and welcome to the Joyful Motherhood Podcast, Episode 4. Today I was able to talk with my good friend Marisol. We've met on Instagram and she wanted to share her birth story with the Joyful Motherhood birth community and I'm so grateful that she did because it's such a miracle story. You guys will love this story. I can't thank her enough for being on my podcast today. Hi, I'm Laura from the blog MyJoyfulMotherhood.com. I'm a doula, birth educator, student midwife, and mother to three. Join me as I talk about what I'm most passionate about, motherhood. From pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding to natural health and parenting, let's find joy, peace, contentment, and balance in motherhood. Hi, Marisol. Thank you so much for being willing to be on the Joyful Motherhood podcast and video. Um, I'm really excited to hear your stories, and I know that they're going to be really valuable. Everybody, this is Marisol. She's my friend from Instagram, and I've gotten to know her a little bit. She lives in the UK, and it's incredible that we can talk right now. It's 3 o'clock in Utah and 10 o'clock there, and, um, and I'm just so glad that you kind of have the same vision as me to educate women with our stories. I'm really passionate about it because I found that in my own research and learning as a doula and a birth educator, I've found the most value in hearing women's stories. I'm really excited about this project and that you're willing to do it with me. Before we get started, um, I think it's really helpful to understand how healthcare is in the UK and in the area you're in and where you've given birth. And so can you a little bit explain to everyone listening the differences um, there? You've, you've talked to me about midwife care. And um, so you go ahead and give us a little understanding about how the healthcare is there. I live in the UK, but I'm original from Spain. That's why you can still hear my beautiful Spanish accent with a twink <laughs> of Britishness coming through. And maybe some of the words that I said are very British, but I'm sure we get through. Um, so yes, I got four children and I got a twinkle baby between my third and fourth. So my fourth baby is a rainbow baby. Um, I am married for nine years, the same as you, and also... My husband is Asian. He is from, from India, even though, he, well, his parents are from India, but he was born in England and grew up in the UK. So, yeah. So, we also have an Asian, half an Asian kids, and they're very cute. Um, so, in the UK, the health system is free. We pay it through our tax. So, a small percent goes through to pay hospitals and um, doctors and all that thing. In the UK, um, when you are pregnant, you contact the midwife straight away. Like you can call your GP, you, sorry, your doctor, we call it GP, your doctor, and then the receptionist will give you the, the community midwife that takes care of the area that you live. Like depends where you live, like your postcode, your zip, then it's a team that look after you. And then you just call them, and they ask you, you know, simple questions over the phone, and then they give you a date about nine weeks pregnant. And that will be, it's called the booking appointment, where they talk about your, your medical history and, you know, blood tests and all those things. But really, in the UK, the midwife is in charge of helping you to give birth. Like, you only see a doctor when you are in a high-risk pregnancy or is any other issues, like if you go, but you always are with your midwife. When I was pregnant with my third 
daughters. Sorry, so I got a boy that is seven and then I got three girls. So he's very blessed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for him, but he's very blessed. Um, they introduced this new system that the community nurse was assigned to you. So you all the time you have an appointment, you will see the same community nurse so to build that relationship. Yeah. Um, in the UK, we have thousands of thousands of uh, birth centers. So uh, giving birth in a birth center is encouraged. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to go to hospital if you don't want to. So it's quite, it's quite cool for those women that don't feel giving birth at home is something that they feel comfortable, but you know, um, and even if you give birth in hospital, my fourth uh, daughter was born in a hospital because it was not a birth center there, but um, the room that I was given, it was like, a, it was really cool. They have lots of things for me to be comfortable with. And um, yeah, I think it's pretty, it's, it's, and also in the UK, they give you lots of choices. And obviously the epidural is not your first choice if you don't want to. They, the midwife really helps you to understand. And I don't know, maybe for me, because I, I like to be in control, to be in, as natural as, I, as possible can be through birth. Um, I felt pretty, pretty good with the idea of giving birth with a midwife in the room and my husband, not having a thousand people around me checking me. And I, I just felt comfortable with the idea. And I'm grateful that I live in a country that dies in courage and is an option. And so, yeah. so yeah pretty cool for me obviously for me it's pretty cool yeah I think it's cool too and it's definitely different from here um I could probably go into another whole thing on what it's like here but um I won't take your time thank you for giving us that understanding and um go ahead and tell us your birth story and um which one did you choose to tell us today so I choose to tell my my second child, my, my daughter, my first daughter, but my second child. So she was born spot on on her due date on the 1st wow. of December. Um, and the reason I chose my second daughter is because with my first child, my son, I just felt I was all over the place because I didn't know my body and I didn't know what to expect. So I just feel, I don't know, I just, after thinking about it, I felt that that maybe would be more helpful. Anyway, so I wake up at 4.30 in the morning with this excruciating pain in my back. And I wake up my husband. And by the way, my husband is profoundly deaf. So we communicate with British Sign Language. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was trying to explain to him, the pain is so bad. And, uh, and then I just needed to go to the toilet. And I, when I went to the toilet, I realized that my, um, oh, I forgot the word, what is it called? Mucus my, plug? Yes. Okay. It came out so heavy and I went back and kind of tried to clean myself and everything. I told my husband, wow, looks like we're going to start labor. And I've been having contractions, like we signed practice contractions. That's how I said Brixton contractions to my husband. Um, and, um, and it was funny because that's the Sunday we had a, in our church, we had a big different churches gathering together. And my husband was giving a talk and I was voicing over his talk and I could feel those contractions coming and I was trying to breathe through the contractions, but you know, it was kind of bizarre. Anyway, so I told my husband, looks like this baby's going to come. And then suddenly I could not even breathe. The contractions will come every 30 seconds, last for 20 seconds and it was just awful. So 
in in the uk you have to fund the hospital or the birth center first and you have to they want the mom the lady who is pregnant to to talk to them because they they can assess them over the phone so i was trying to talk but i couldn't i have to breathe through and then the midwife was kind of guessing what was happening and and then she was like okay you have to come in now so i went in and uh, by the way, my, I had a low-line placenta because I had a low-line placenta. They did a, a test and I was a strep B positive. So apparently I have to have the antibiotics, but that's a different issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I arrive in, they finally kind of look at my notes and everything like that. And the midwife check me in um, and she's like, oh, you're only three centimeters. And I was like, what? I was in pain and she was like, yeah, but, and I said, do I, do you want me to go home? Because I knew they, they would not let me stay. And she's like, well, you're strep B positive. You better stay in. And I think we have to give you antibiotics. And I was like, well, um, can we hold about the antibiotics? Because I already talked to my community midwife and you need to look at my notes. So I sent my husband to, to, to put the car in a better place because he just left it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt this, this urge to push, like my body wanted to push. And at that time I was in my hands and knees on the floor mm-hmm. uh, because they really encouraged to be mobile, to walk around, to do whatever you want that makes you happy basically. Yeah. And my husband came and he's like, are you okay? And I said, I need to push. And he said, do you need the toilet? And I said, no, it's, it's a different push. I need to push. And he was panicking. So obviously he just pressed the buzzer like to call the midwife and the midwife said, are you okay, love? This is a very British expression. And I said, I need to push. And she's like, you need to push. And it's like, yeah, like I really need to push. So. I just took my 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 yogas off and she checked and she had to press the emergency um, button because the baby, my daughter, was coming. So in 45 minutes, since I arrived to hospital and everything, I had my baby girl on my arms on the floor. So my poor little Emily was born on the floor of the hospital. Sorry, in the birth center room. Mm-hmm. So, we were all shocked and I was like, I was shocked and that was so quick and how could I be from three centimeters to full dilation and give birth by myself kind of. And yeah, and yeah so that was good in, in a way. And then the scary part for me was that she said to me, now you have to walk. And I was holding this baby still attached to me and I was panicked. It's like, no, I cannot walk. And I said, can you, can we cut the cord? And she explained me to me that, you know, not yet. We have to give a few minutes for the cord. And I cannot remember why, but I'm sure it was a good reason why the cord could not be cut. Yes. So I have to walk to the bed. It was, it was really an amazing experience for me. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is incredible. Wow. 45 minutes. I could not believe it. Oh my goodness. So 45 minutes from the time you got to the hospital? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so, insane. So the poor midwife was not ready. My husband was in shock. Like he just didn't know what to do or, you know, like, and we had a baby. Wow. So were you shocked? Yes, because with my first child, my contractions were all over the place. So I will be progressing. 
and then I will go back to, you know, mm -hmm. 10 minutes and then my contractions will stop. So when the midwife told me you was three centimeters, I thought, oh, well, looks like it's going to be the same as Joseph, her brother. But obviously um, it, it, it was and it was just, uh, but I just felt that I was much in control because with my first, sorry that I'm talking just to come okay. Um, with my first child, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know my body, like this is the way. So, and it was a, a natural birth. Both of my, both births was natural. Um, I have to listen to the midwife when she have to tell me push now. And, you know, I was really kind of focused in the, in the midwife, what, what she was saying to me. With the second one, I felt that I knew what to do because I recognized the signs. This is a push, like proper push. Like, you know, it, it was amazing. Like, I really felt that, wow, we are powerful as mothers, as women bringing these children to, to the world. It's, it was an amazing, amazing experience that, you know, it was really a special. Yeah, that so, sounds so empowering. Um, did you feel like that experience has helped you in your life to feel like you can do anything? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because I'm such a warrior. Like, you know, I always think, what if, what if, what if, what if? But after that, you know, I am still a warrior. But compare how I was five years ago, I, I thought, wow, I did this. Like, I trusted myself. I did not listen to the midwife. I did not watch my husband. I just did this trust in myself like I, I was not like oh please we need to go we need to you know like the midwife asked me are you comfortable on the front I said I'm perfect like you know like um she just wanted to make sure that I was okay you know but I I was grateful that the midwife was really sweet and she just kind of back off and just make sure that the baby was not delivered on the floor you know like yeah but yeah it was it was yeah sometimes when I feel stressed or I feel like, oh, I'm not good enough, I cannot do this. I remember that experience. It's like, wait a minute, I give birth this child without, you know, any kind of help. I just did it by myself, listen to my body, listen to my inner me, my gut feeling to say, yes, I can do this. So, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. It's like you had this really intuitive experience, like you just, your body pushed and um, and like you're saying, the previous birth before that, you were told when to push, right? Your midwife yes, told right. you to push. This time you were able to feel it and listen to yourself. And, and I love this experience. I love to hear this because it didn't matter that you were three centimeters, right? It no. mattered not at all because some people can hear that number and say, three, okay, well, I guess I've got several hours left, probably seven hours or so. Um, but it doesn't matter. That's great that you were able to, you know, look past that number and say, well, actually I'm pushing. So it doesn't matter. I'm at a three. Right. And so that's what I really loved about that, that story. And I think it's powerful for other women to hear that and say, it doesn't actually matter the number. Um, and for anyone listening, you, you can maybe request that your midwife doesn't tell you the number or in some situations yeah. doesn't check you at all because it doesn't matter. Like your story has told us and that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> I'm like honestly speechless because that story just shocks me. Like 
that's really great. And I see it as a great thing. I can see other women maybe saying it wasn't a good experience being on the floor. And I love that you were like, this is awesome. <laughs> yes, because it will help me and I was comfortable. It took a lot of pressure away from me. Like, you know, the midwife was offering me gas and it's like, no, I can do this. Like, you know, she gave me options, but I felt that I was okay. And I think one of the reasons I don't like to take things is because I feel I have to be in control because my husband is deaf. So I have to be in communication with him all the time. So I'm thinking if I'm loopy loopy, who is going to, to communicate with my husband? So Mm -hmm. I felt that, that that was not an option at that time. Like I felt I was able to, to hold it. I knew that pushing, it was the end. Like, you know, when you feel fire down below, like you're burning, I knew that that was good. Like I knew that that was a good burning sensation that I will have my baby anytime now. So I knew that I just has to do it. Yeah, that's such an interesting situation that you're in. Like you're saying, needing to communicate with your husband and there's so many reasons to to want to have a natural birth. And I, you know, I've never thought of a situation like that. So that's really good to point out. You know, everyone has a reason for wanting to have that natural birth. That's really interesting. Okay, um, can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. All right. So first, I just want to hear, in your experience, what was the most difficult part of this experience for you? The difficult time was not to panic when I felt I wanted to push, but you know, like the midwife just told me like 10 minutes before that I was only three centimeters. So to kind of block away the logic and thinking this is not a test book, this is real life. You yes. know, for me it was that kind of, okay, Marisol, put yourself together because this baby is coming three centimeters or whatever, this baby is going to come in the right way. So, you know, for me it was like, taking a second and say, my body wants to push and I'm going to do it. Even though I just, I was told 10 minutes, 15 minutes that ago that I was only three centimeters. So that was my personal battle. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, my other question is, if you could have done anything differently for this birth, is there anything that you would have done or known ahead of time? No, really, because in this you know, when you give birth, you don't really know what is going to happen. Maybe the only thing I would change is not ask my husband to go and put the car in a better place and just stay with me. But, you know, like, I just felt that it was just the moment and it just happened. And because it just happened, you know, like, I don't think I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I was unsafe or anything like that. I just wish my husband was there just to be with me. But other than that, you know, who knew yeah. because you know it was only three centimeters so right <laughs> okay and then my last question for you and you can choose to talk about your pregnancy your birth or afterwards in what ways were you able to find joy throughout this experience that everything will be okay and i want to say this like um because i i was a high risk um in a high risk pregnancy my placenta was low line i was bleeding at some point in hospital they told me they had to have an emergency c-section it was really complicated um, uh, we're a christian we're christians and i remember when the doctor told me that you have to have a c-section and they were giving me injections for the baby's lungs because i was only like 24 weeks pregnant 
And I was FaceTiming my husband saying, and he, he works an hour away where we live. And I said, you have to come here because they want me to do a C-section and I don't know what to do. Like I was just um, thing. And I remember that uh, my husband came, I'm sure he broke the law, like, you know, <laughs> very fast. And um, he gave me this blessing. And obviously my husband is deaf, so everything is very visual. And Laura, Laura can see what I'm doing, but he said the baby's going to be born. So the way he said that it's going to be born in the right way, it's going to be natural. And then things got into place and that doctor went off shift and a new doctor came and they said, well, we have to see how much blood you have lost. And I never had a C-section. So every time this something bad happened, I just have to remember that everything is going to be okay. And you know, when I kept bleeding and the placenta will not move and I was 37 weeks pregnant until that placenta moved enough for me to give birth. Um, and the doctor's like, yeah, you can give birth in the birth center because the placenta, you know, is if it moves out and he said, it must be a miracle or whatever you want to call it. So for me, it was keep saying that everything was, is going to be okay. And then when I gave birth, when I felt that is, I wanted to push after having that panic into myself, thinking, oh, I, everything is going to be okay. And, you know, after when obviously I did not have antibiotics and thank goodness for that, that's a different topic. Uh, you know, and they said that the baby has to be uh, looked after because obviously, I knew that the baby's going to be okay because I already was tall. And so everything, and when things were, were a bit um, difficult with breastfeeding, everything is going to be okay. So having that positive attitude that everything will be okay. And sometimes okay can be a quick okay. And sometimes it will take a longer okay, but just to trust yourself and do not listen to other people because yes, I'm telling my experience, but you have to listen to yourself. If you're pregnant, listen to yourself because you are a woman and you have that power in yourself of womanhood and you will know what to do when you're in that time so to think positive and that everything is going to be okay whatever that okay looks like mm -hmm. that everything is going to be okay wow marisol that is it's a miracle this was a miracle story and i'm so glad i asked you that last question because i think it just filled in this whole new perspective on your story me and Marisol are members of the same church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, and so this is a really special story for me to hear. Um, we do something we believe in, uh, priesthood blessings. And we know that um, her husband was speaking um, to her, but God was speaking to her um, through yeah. him. And, and so he was able to tell you that and give you that confidence, but you had the faith. And, and Man, that's a miracle. This is just a miracle. I've, I've got chills when I think about it. Um, but you guys, you did everything right. You had the faith. Something that I want to also add, that that's something that my husband kept telling me all the time, um, is that, you know, like, when we have to see the doctor because of my low-line low placenta and all the bleeding that I had, um, there was, he was saying to us, like, you know, like the placenta is not going to move. Like you already passed the time for the placenta to move. And I remember my husband saying, and I voice over, it's like, you know, you study at university through a textbook, but we're not a textbook. We are people, we are real people. And it's true. So for whoever is listening to the, this, remember you're not a textbook. 
you're a, a person, an individual, and the, the doctor, the midwife who's looking after you doesn't know anything about you. Everything that is being taught is through a textbook, through practice, but you are you. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. So, so yeah. Wow, that's such a good point. I love that. Okay, thank you so much, Marisol, for sharing this story. I think it's really going to be helpful for women, and it's an incredible miracle story. Thank you so much to Marisol for being on our podcast today. I think we can learn so much from her story. It was truly a miracle, and I love what she said, that we are not textbooks, that we are a human being, and we are real people. So, birth doesn't always go as expected. Sometimes we give birth on the floor of the birth center after being told you're only three centimeters dilated. I loved this story and I'm grateful that it was shared with us. If you would like to share your birth story with the Joyful Motherhood community, please contact me on Instagram, Joyful Motherhood Official. I would love to hear your story. I've been asked if I only am sharing natural birth stories, and no, that's not the case. I want to hear every story. My goal is to just share all the stories and we'll find our way. If we just talk to each other, if we tell our stories, you never know who you can impact with your story. So contact me on Joyful Motherhood Official. Don't forget to check out my blog, myjoyfulmotherhood.com. And I'll see you next time, next week, every Monday. Bye.